act like like I should be grateful for you losing me and then having to come back to get me. That's that's not how that works. But I had a perfect hand and he was cheating and that's the only reason he won. If you knew he was cheating, why didn't you say something? Because I was cheating too. Oh. Enjoy your stay. What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, fucking club. Don't get excited. Welcome, scoundrels, to our 10th anniversary. That's right, this is our 10th episode. Now I know you're thinking, wait, hold on. You were on episode 8 last week. Well, we did a zero episode, so recount. And it's getting really confusing, so this is episode 10. It's what it's supposed to be. They're is no episode nine unless we decide to go back later and do an episode nine let's do it like a hundred episodes from now <laughs> anyhow i'm down <laughs> uh but this is the cloud city casino podcast we are the collecting and gaming podcast of starwarsreport.com and i am the administrator of this facility and your host michael morris and with me back finally um because i got a good enough hand you're welcome eddie deese <laughs> <laughs> Give me a chewy. It's actually pretty decent. All right, so <laughs> that's even better. Let's just keep going with this. We're gonna get you a role in the chewy uh, laugh. <laughs> you can be in the new Han movie. You can be the young Chewy. Neat. That's awesome. I can use all of this. Okay, so this week we're gonna be doing some X-wing talk, and by that I mean. This is going to be a complete X-Wing episode. So, uh, Ed, where, where do we want to start for X-Wing this week? Uh, well, the big news coming out is that uh, sometime in August, we'll have a whole new wave of ships to be playing with. Yeah, and we talked about that last time. I mean, we, we mentioned last time that uh, the ships that they were, we didn't go into, in, into any details is, about them. Is last time the last time I was here? Or the last time you had this podcast while I was a slave on the <laughs> sail barge. Did you have to wear a metal bikini? I really just don't want to talk about it. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, no, the last time you and I talked X-Wing. I don't talk X-Wing without you. I you don't. <laughs> You're going to be pouty for, the, for this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know if anyone else is going to find this as funny as us. No. We, um, but yeah, the uh, upcoming wave of... Uh, Ships, we've got uh, four ships for uh, Wave 7. That's right. Uh, as well as the new Imperial Epic ship that we're going to cover tonight. Looks beautiful. Yeah. So uh, where do you want to jump in? Uh, let's see. So your two favorite ships are actually different from my two favorite ships. So True story. Since I kind of owe you, I suppose, you keep telling me, we'll let you start with your two favorite ships. All right. Well, uh, first off for the Rebels... In uh, Wave 7, we have the K-Wing, which is a uh, very customizable uh, ordnance carrier for the uh, Rebel Alliance. It's uh, got a unique design with a lot of armaments. That's right, and it's a good-looking ship. That's right. If you play X-Wing and you know what I'm talking about, I'm telling you right now, it's a good-looking ship. It's so good. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Learn to love it. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then uh, on the Imperial side, we have the TIE Punisher, which is the uh, the older angry brother of the TIE Bomber. My favorite uh, meme that I've seen about this thing is the, uh, what's his name, Exhibit, where it's like, 
yo, dog, I heard you like bombs, so I put bombs on your bombs so that you can bomb or something like that. Oh, I think it was the torpedoes one. Yeah. I heard you like torpedoes, so I put torpedoes on your torpedoes so you can torpedo when you torpedo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really good. Oh, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, this thing is going to unload. Uh, yeah, both of these ships come with the new uh, extra munitions uh, upgrade. This uh, This upgrade costs two points. Okay. And takes up your uh, a torpedo slot on your ship. But for two points, you get to essentially double all of the secondary weapons that are uh, one-and-done type firing. Uh, torpedoes, missiles, and bombs. But I was going to use that torpedo slot. Well, you can still use the other torpedo slot on the K-Wing or the TIE Punisher or the wing or the tie bomber i was never going to use that torpedo slot i would oh <laughs> there's no, i mean i'm sorry i i don't i don't want it to be true but torpedoes are not good in this game no see that's where you're wrong torpedoes are great in this game you just gotta know how and when to use them okay don't do it and you're doing fine let's just Go ahead and start with the conversation that always comes up with uh, one-and-done weapons in X-Wing. They're overcosted for not enough benefit to be fired only one time. Well, there are a lot of things that you can do to mitigate a lot of those problems. Um, the extra munitions coming out for with the K-Wing and with the Punisher... Uh, will help to drastically reduce the amount of points that you're spending on your ordnance. And that's, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that this um, is a direct response to to the uh, to that issue. You know, I, I think this is, what it's, am I trying to say here? It's, it's a, a direct. It's a subtle and elegant fix mm -hmm. to the idea that ordnance is too expensive as a problem. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun to be able to light up the opponent with wave after wave of missile and torpedo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, that's, that's one thing. I, I know I, uh, I'm constantly patting Fantasy Flight on the back, but I do it because I really like what they do. I think they continuously... Um, create a, a good fan or a good player experience. And that's that's the one thing. They they are so on top of fixing their issues. They are in tune with the competitive community at large. They listen to um, feedback from players. And when necessary, they come up with a patch to help adjust the gameplay around the mechanic that seems to be having the problem. Yeah. They are the best at it from any game company that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and because, well, the one thing that I think that they do is a lot of, uh, a lot of companies will cripple their whatever is, is too powerful or, or whatever. They'll cripple that. Whereas Fantasy Flight seems to try to make stu sure stuff is balanced, and if it's if it's underpowered, then they make sure and find a way to to boost it up. 
the, the game has been going on for over three years now, I believe. Yeah, I believe it came out in 2012. And nothing has warranted a ban list. Right. They they take things into consideration when they're designing stuff. And then when things that they design later on make things that they designed early in this process obsolete, they do a fantastic job of going back and fixing those problems. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, um, you know, if you want to talk about something that may be, you know, quote unquote, a little too power, a little too powerful, I would say maybe the B-Wing. Uh, it certainly has a lot of flaws. Uh, so it's, you know, I, I'm not saying that it is too powerful, but I would say it's probably the closest thing on that end of the spectrum. And um, it's it can very easily be taken out. It has... You know, it, it has a lot of... Uh, the game is the game and the company both have experienced some growing pains right. as, as, the, as the game has gotten bigger and, and more widespread and more global. Right. So, um, is that kind of what you were going for there? No, well, I was just saying the B-Wing the itself, um, you know, it, it definitely has um, weaknesses, I suppose. You know, it's... Uh, it, it has a lot of red on its dial. It has a lot of uh, shorter maneuvers compared to some of the others. You know, uh, um, the, what makes the B-Wing so good is that you can get them for 21 or 22 points. The Blue Squadron B-Wing is 22 points. So 22 points, which is very cheap. And you can throw one in and essentially get five health, or not five, excuse me, you can get five shields and three hull. So uh, a total of eight health, which is a lot for the game. And, you know, on top of that, you're going to be able to do three damage. You can throw on, uh, you know, the, it has some of the best upgrade slots, you know, and a lot of the, the pilot talents are really, really good. So it's it's one of the ships that, you know, I think are, are it's really easy to jump to that ship to, to use. You know, it's a, and it's a very popular ship. But I don't think that it's... You know, it's over. It it only has one evade die. So, you know, hey, you have five shields, but if you've got a lot of damage being thrown at you, you're pretty much going to take all of it. It's it's going to be rough trying to avoid a lot of damage if your opponent turns all of his guns at a B wing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, you know, I mean, we we have the BBZ. BBBZ list, which is you know a ton of health, so it's it makes it a lot harder to do that. But you know, I it's not that doesn't mean that that list can be played by anyone and then just take out expert players. I mean, it's um it's a tough list, but it's not the be all end all, right? And you know, I like I said, it's it, to me the the B wing is is the closest thing that they have to to the uh, to overpowered in the list and uh i think right now probably the closest thing that's probably underpowered would be the actual x-wing uh yeah there's there's been a lot of people who have uh, mentioned that in a world where a blue squadron b-wing is only one more point than a rookie yeah. x-wing um it's it's hard to justify putting an x-wing in a list yeah, when yeah. when for one more point you can get the same amount of firepower with a lot more staying power with the health that yeah. you get out of it. Um. Yeah, but um, fantasy flight. Um, 
like I said, has has done an amazing job of of keeping the balance in the game, uh, the way you want it to be done with uh, with with everything that they've seen that has been a problem. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see if they've got something in the pipes for uh, for an X wing fix at some point. I I my personal opinion, if, if I was going to 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 bet on it, I would say. Uh, they have not done any sort of Rogue Squadron title or anything like that. I really think that they're probably holding out to do something along those lines, but I think that they're wanting to make sure that when they do it, it's going to have a lot of staying power. It's going to be something that people can really go to and not just a, a quick fix that uh, people are going to go, oh, this is neat, and then go right back to their B-Wings. I, that's the thing, is they they don't rush to, right. to get a fix out. They make sure that the fix is going to be a fix. Yeah, and I mean, and I can understand if they were going to do that with, um, with like, say, the TIE Advanced or something like that. Um, you know, I, I can understand, you know, minor fixes or whatever, but with, with the X-Wing... It's, I mean, the name of the game is called X-Wing, you know? So I could definitely see them wanting to, to make sure that it, it actually, um, you know, it's actually going to be very viable and, and, and very powerful and, and want to do it right, you know, where it was something else. Can, can, if it's not, that's okay, you know? The other ships I don't think need to be as powerful, uh, not as powerful, you know, I don't think it's as important to balance some of the other ships if they don't get played they don't get played but with the x-wing because i think that there's more importance uh because of both the fact that that's the name of the game and also it is the you know one of the most recognizable ships in in star wars you know it's it's one of the three you basically say the falcon the x-wing and the tie fighter and you know it's you know it's it's the cornerstone so I get it. I, I just really want to see. <laughs> I want to see those coming. I, I want to to play more X wings, but um, I'm sorry, got us totally off track. But let's let's get back on on what we are getting here coming up. And uh, so we were talking about the the bomber. We're talking about all the torpedoes and all the missiles. All the torpedoes and all the missiles coming right at your face with extra yeah. munitions. So okay, so yeah, so we're talking about extra or bleh, yeah, extra munitions right now, and. Now, how that's going to work, it takes up the slot and gives you essentially two slots then? What it, what the card does is for two points, okay. uh, you're allowed to place a, uh, they're going to come with a marker of a cardboard token that you can place on your ordnance upgrades, your missiles and bombs and torpedoes. Right. And the first time you expend one, you can discard the token instead of discarding the card. Right. So it's going to double your effective payload. Okay. For the cost of two points and one torpedo slot. Okay, gotcha. And so to kind of explain that, so if someone's not quite sure, so like I said earlier, torpedoes don't really get played a lot, so that's a good slot to to throw that in. And then it also works with the balance of the game because now you're you're not going to be able to do extra munitions on say a. Um, Z ninety five headhunter, which is a cheap cost ship. You know, if you if you did the Z ninety five headhunter, and you and you were able to double up on the munitions for this, that would be yeah no, way overpowered. Running running a twenty two point uh, <laughs> A wing with 
two proton rockets on it would uh oh my would, god yeah yeah you would quickly see those four b wings be replaced with four a wings with proton rockets yeah. out the wazoo yeah you would and then they would probably throw uh um auto thrusters on there but that's beside the point crazy. yeah they, that oh my it's god crazy yeah. town that would not be yeah so they so they had to make sure not to do that right that's why it's not a just a regular upgrade or, right. or something along those lines the prevailing attitude in x-wing is that you don't get enough utility out of your one-shot weapons right for the price that you pay for them right i say unto you that you're just not building your list right <laughs> because all three factions have absolutely fantastic ways to maximize your action economy in order to be able to get your weapons off in a timely manner. Yeah. You have things like uh Garvin Drace for the rebels who right. can pass focus tokens along after he uses them. Uh, Kyle Katarn does the same thing in the Hawk 290. Yep. Uh, Get him with a moldy crow and a couple of uh, rocket launching uh, uh, squad mates, and suddenly everybody's ready to go. You're 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 missing a very important pilot for the rebels that also gives uh, actions to other Aaron Kraken. No, Dutch Vander. Does Dutch give extra actions? Passes target locks, man. Okay, that's true, but that's target also locks not who I want. Vital for firing off your ordinance. Yeah, not who I'm talking about. All right, Lando does it too. Yeah, he does. That's all. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you also have um, great options on the Imperial side. Right. Um, I ran Colonel Jenden in a shuttle at read at a store championship earlier this year to pass target locks to my tie bombers to make sure that they could get their concussion missiles off with focus tokens in right. place um the shuttle title allows you to take a target lock anywhere on the map yeah and then that's Colonel really good. allows you to pass a target lock to a friendly ship at range one at the start of combat now did you play with um Weapons expert, I think, is the the card. It's Weapons the little engineer. Nut. Yeah, the little lug I did nut. not. See, I like I like having that one on a him lot as of, well. A lot of people told me to try to find the points for him. Yeah. But uh, my main problem with him is that while the ship can indeed hold and maintain two target locks, right? Jinden himself can only pass one of those target locks along. Right. Right. Uh, I was running the shuttle with a fire control system so that when the shuttle fired, I would be able to reacquire a target lock if I needed to. Okay. Um, but yeah, the weapons engineer, I just couldn't, I couldn't justify the points to, to get him onto the shuttle when I felt like his usefulness would be limited by uh, his pilot's uh, inability to hand out those target locks right. the way that he would need to to make it completely worthwhile. If he could... If he could pass those target locks, if he could, if weapons engineer allowed him to get both those target locks and then pass both of them to adjacent tie bombers right from the get go, right, I would have been all over it. Oh yeah, it would yeah, have been that would, fantastic. Yeah, that would be much, much, much better. But, but with Jinden yeah. only being able to pass one at a time, it, it just 
to me, I couldn't I couldn't justify trying to remove three points from the list to to get a weapons engineer onto the shuttle. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Um, we also have uh, at twenty four points Captain Jonas, uh, with squad leader as his elite pilot talent, which uh, allows you to spend your action to um, give an adjacent ship with a of lower pilot skill uh an action right which allows your uh tie bomber wingman to uh focus or target lock depending on what he did with his uh first action in the round he can now Mm -hmm. do the second action to help out right and then again the a lot of it is is just the the ordinance that you're running right um I always put concussion missiles on my tie bombers because if you're running a focus, if you have a focus token, when you fire them, you're guaranteed a hit, right? It, it, you change a blank result to a hit result. So you can roll four blanks with it and you're going to get one hit, right? You can roll two blanks and two focus and you're going to get three hits out of your four dice with it. Right. It's 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 a very viable powerful weapon. Mm-hmm. And if you if it if it winds up being a hit in three blanks, you're still going to get two hits out of that, which yeah. is the same as your primary weapon. Right. So, I I think concussion missile is the best of the missiles that are out there. Uh well, the, I I think they're second best. Um it's just hard to beat proton rockets. See, my thing with proton rockets, I know we're jumping all over, but that's okay. Um, my thing with proton rockets, and you're actually the one who kind of brought this up to me, they're kind of expensive because there's not a lot of ships that can actually make good use of them. And so the so the main ship that would, would be able to make good use of them would be the uh, the A-Wing. There, there, there are now three ships that, that make the most use out of the proton rocket upgrade. There's okay. one in each faction. So that's the A-Wing. The Rebel A-Wing, which has an alternative of running a chart and refit instead of the proton rockets in his uh, missile slot. So yeah, so, so now you're talking about... three-point proton rockets are now five points right. because you've lost out on a minus two-point uh, upgrade for your ship yep. to so, make your ship cheaper. So now we're talking the same thing, though, in the Scum and Villainy, right? Right, with the M3A Interceptor. Uh, running the title that allows you to upgrade either a torpedo, a missile, or a cannon um, is also a two-point upgrade for the title, which in turn makes your proton rockets cost five points again. Right. The Imperial option that benefits the most from the proton rockets is the TIE Advanced. Right. And there's so many other problems with the TIE Advanced that they don't even see the board, right? Let yeah. alone have anything equipped to them, which is which is about to change. We're about to, to once we to, get the Imperial right. Raider in August. That's going to change a lot, right? But um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see a whole lot of uh, of tie advanced out, especially with the uh, the new uh, Mark II upgrade that's coming in the uh, Wave Seven distribution with the tie Punisher changing all of your bank maneuvers to green maneuvers <laughs> for one point. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. So, 
um, yeah, I'm, it's, I just think that right now, like, like you said, we're really only looking at one ship that can make use of them. It still isn't really going to be viable. So right now, like I said, concussions seem to really be the go-to it, if you're going to throw some missiles on. It, it's it's a good weapon choice because it's a range two three weapon, um, right? And like I said, you change one blank of your four dice to a hit result. Uh, so if you're firing with a focus token, you're guaranteed um, at least one hit just from rolling four blanks. If you roll anything besides that you're go- you're go- going to be guaranteed to be hit at least two hits right um it's very very easy to wind up with four hits with yeah. a focus token with a concussion missile yeah yep I, I i really like it and and i think for four points it's actually not that expensive and now for six points you can run two of them yeah yeah you can and that's you get the right thing going. I mean, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, some of those uh, ships that can help, you know, help help you get those actions. You start running those together, and that's going to be nasty. Yeah, that to me, that's the real um, issue behind ordnance. That's the real problem with it. It's not the point value for a one-time weapon because that one time can be a huge difference. Oh yeah. The, and, and we'll talk about that more once we get into my uh, list I've been flying lately. But the, yeah, the two, I agree. The 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 one um, Han Solo that I fought at regionals this year, um, he was trying to skirt the edge of the board, but when my bombers got him pinned in and unloaded two concussion missiles into him, with Captain Jonas giving him two free rerolls for those dice. And then changing uh, a focus to changing all your focus results with your focus token and changing a blank into a hit. I mean, 13 health is awful, uh, awful easy to chew through when you're, uh, oh, yeah, tearing it down eight at a time. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's really rough. It's a really, really rough. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump off and, uh, go into the next little, we'll see. It. Is that pretty much everything with the the Punisher? What what else is going to be fun about the Punisher? What's some new stuff we may have learned? Two named pilots for the Tie Punisher, uh, Redline and Death Rain. Okay. Those guys are going to be a blast. All right. Uh, Redline allows you to take and maintain two target locks against the same enemy. Uh, this is the first ship that's allowed you to uh, maintain two target locks from the same ship on one enemy. Uh, what this means is that for your ordinance that requires a target lock to be spent in order to fire it, you still have a target lock in order to reroll dice to modify them as needed. Right. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be pretty nasty. So, uh, But Death Rain is my favorite okay. of the pilot reveals so far from from the Wave 7 stuff. Uh, we've got a Punisher that can use its front pegs to deploy bombs instead of its rear pegs. Ooh. So you do what you got to do to get your bomb out (laughs) and it goes forward instead of backwards. 
Nice. And then once you've deployed your bomb, you can then take a free barrel roll action. Yeah. And barrel roll away out of the range of your uh your weapons that have you've just uh deployed. My God. Why would the why would the Empire ever use TIE bombers again? Uh well there's a lot of reasons <laughs> why, actually. Uh the main one is that they're still way, way cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. The the Scimitar bomber is sixteen points, whereas the um it's big brother the pilot skill two, I believe. Is it one or two? I don't know. But the low end uh tie punisher is uh nineteen points. Um so what you can do there is uh you're actually capable of running five tie bombers with four points of upgrades each. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to do that with the tie punishers you get one point of upgrades each. Yeah. And there's nothing you can put on a TIE bomber for one point that's going to make enough of a difference to keep it um, viable long enough to kill anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So bombers will still have their place. They'll be a cheaper alternative. But when you can, punishers are going to be the way to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So anything else from... From the Punisher that's worth noting? I think that's it from the Punisher. No upgrade cards or anything it's going to be with getting? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about all that stuff later with the bombs. Okay. I, I wrote it down here. Okay. I'm sorry. Part four under section A. <laughs> Part four, Read section it. A. <laughs> Read it. Read it. Discuss all the bombs. I love that you t- you wrote it like you would type it with like, oops, I accidentally hit a one instead of an exclamation mark. And then I did it at the end where it went one, one, two. I don't even know what all that nonsense it's is. hilarious is what that nonsense <laughs> it's, is. It's nonsense. Anyway. Okay, well, I think it's time to talk about my favorite ships that are coming up in this one. And that is the Kirax and the Houndstooth. I'm not actually, what's the actual model name of the Houndstooth? It is the YV-666. Okay. It is made by the Carillion Engineering Corporation. Same fine folks that brought you the YT series. And the uh, Blockade Runners. Okay. Yeah. They make everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty much them and then... Uh, the Kuat Drive yeah. Yards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, that's pretty much the two. They're the Ford and Chevys of uh, of the universe, essentially. So, uh, anyhow, um, the Kirax. The reason I like it is, it's the X Wing only, uh, cheaper. Yeah, that twenty point price tag for the baseline, uh, Kirax fighter is. It uh. It makes you have bad thoughts about what you're going to do to your opponents with them. Yeah, it's it's really nice. So the one that I'm really liking is the the Talonbane Cobra. And Talonbane is a pilot skill 9, which is really cool because we have not, uh, thus far, out of Scum and Villainy, 8 is the highest pilot skill that we've seen. Yep, our first 9 in Scum and Villainy. So Talonbane's going to cost you 28 points, which is Pretty pretty light on the point cost. You are going to have three attack, two evade, four hull, and one shield. And that's 
really comparable to the X-Wing. You know, uh, it, it's a grand total of five health, and uh, you only get the one shield versus the three, and then the extra points sort of drop into the uh, in, into the hull. You've got that backwards. The X-Wing has three hull and two shield. Okay. So, so you lose one point of hull to add one point of shield. You're right. I'm dumb. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you've got the focus and the target lock, just like the X-Wing. And you're going to get your uh, EPT, or Elite Pilot Talent. You're going to get your missile slot instead of a torpedo slot, which I like better. <laughs> and then you're also getting your... Uh, what do they call those things? I can't remember. The illicit upgrade? Yeah, your illicit upgrade. And I like the illicit upgrades. I think they're... There's some very good illicit upgrades. And they're they're also really cheap. For the most part. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty cheap for what you get out of those. So I'm excited about this one. It's essentially a... Uh, you know, it, it's a cheaper... It's a cheaper X-Wing, you know? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a cheaper X-Wing. It does all the things that the X-Wing does, but for less... And uh, Talon Bane is, is probably the one that I like the most. And it's when attacking or defending, double the effect of your range combat bonuses. So that means when you are at range one of your opponent and you would normally roll the four dice instead of the three, you're now rolling five dice instead yeah. of three. The reason for that is that when you're attacking an opponent at range one, you get a bonus attack die. So Talon Bane's power kicks in, doubling the bonus attack die, taking it from one extra one to two extra dice. Oh man! And and I mean that's you've got to throw push. I mean we'll talk more about the uh, elite pilot talents, but with push the limits on that thing. Oh man, it's it's so good. See, I really love Graz the Hunter. All right, well, we'll okay, we'll we'll talk about that. The the other thing um, with Talon Bane is that it also works for defense. So if you're out at range three. You know, you're going to get to, instead of just rolling, you know, you normally roll two, you would be rolling three defense die, but now you're, uh, you're rolling four and, you know, trying to hit something that's rolling four defense or four evade die. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. So that's why I like that one. But Graz, uh, is when defending, if the attacker is inside your firing arc, roll one additional defense die. That is a Huge, huge thing, uh, especially if you can slow roll it just right, get it into yeah. the just right position. Just imagine Graz being attacked from straight ahead at range three through an obstacle with a stealth device. Yeah, that's that's pretty, yeah, that's going to be tough You're to taking hit. taking it from two dice to three at range three to four through the obstacle five with the bonus in arc and now six evade dice with the uh stealth device on him that is amazing you can't you, you have a hard time getting that kind of uh defense out of a tie phantom that's cloaked and oh yeah when the phantom is cloaked it can't shoot yes that's correct when when you're rolling six evade dice with Graz the Hunter, you still have three red dice to attack with. Oh, it's so good. So you you know what I'm thinking about Graz though that that would be a great teammate. Was that Sirisu? 
Arisu. Ooh. Yeah. So, so that's... You rolling those defense dice? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, Sirisu uh, reads, when another friendly ship at range one is defending, it may re-roll one defense die. So if you already have, you know... So now you're up to six potential defense dice Yeah, with the ability to re-roll one of them. Yeah. Hot diggity daffodil. Yeah, that that actually kind of makes uh you pop glitter stem at that point (laughs) for your illicit slot yeah and change all of your focus results into evade results because you don't have the evade action on the uh kirax yeah yeah that's like hey you might actually start seeing some uh, more interceptors on the board at that point so good yeah yeah it is (laughs) i'm like I said, I, I, I'm I'm excited about this ship. And then, you know, below that, we have the Black Sun Ace, which is... I don't know how I feel about this no, one. No, don't sell him short. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is, is normally this is the position that I would, I would go, I don't care. You know, it's that, it's that middle position of where you're, you're going to go, well, the only reason that I would ever fly this ship is to get away from Predator. Check out his pilot skill he has a pilot skill five check out the upgrade bar he has an elite pilot talent check out the point total he only cost 23 points so what i'm hearing is that for 96 points i can run four of these guys yeah pilot skill seven with veteran instincts oh yeah yeah you you most definitely can it's is your math right on that though? Twenty-four times four is ninety-six. Okay, so just making sure. <laughs> My math's not so good, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and it's, and then and that's that's extra points left over for that illicit slot. It's the only ship in the game that can run that particular trick. Yeah, you've got the Royal Guard interceptor that goes from six to eight with uh, veteran instincts as well, but. Uh, it's the only scum ship that can be run four at a time at a PS at a pilot skill of seven. That yeah, that makes it just so good. It's so so good. And uh, so the the final one is is going to be your uh, cartel marauder, and you're going to it costs you twenty points, and you got a pilot skill too. Now is rookie. Yes. Rookies two points as well? Yes. Okay. So so it's essentially it's the same as a um as as a rookie pilot X Wing. One of the big differences here is going to be the dials. Okay. If I remember correctly, and I usually do, <laughs> the Kirax trades his one straight forward dot maneuver for one hard turns. Okay. So that's among other things, but right. the one hard turns for a ship like this is incredible. It's I I do like that, but I, I I do have to be completely honest. I the one straight is one of my favorite things. I've I've really really been enjoying playing the uh, the Z ninety five Headhunters lately. And that one straight is, I mean, it, it seems like such a little thing, but I really, really like having the one straight versus the two straight. 
don't get me wrong. You can you can definitely benefit from using a one straight maneuver, but you can also uh, just kind of uh, create your own one straight by bumping into people. <laughs> That's true too. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, I hear you. Um, I just like I said, I I like being able to to do the one straight. You know, it it makes a lot of difference, or it, it makes a big difference when you're trying to uh, verify where your opponent is going to be moving to and you want to take your time and not do a, a maneuver that's going to put you too far out too soon, you know, that in two rounds, you know, with, with the two maneuver, you're out now four versus with the one maneuver only being two. And like I said, when you actually throw that on the board, you're now a lot closer to those asteroids. You know, you, you now have to start making those decisions as to what you're going to do, and that's where the errors can really kind of start to, to come in. So that, that's just me. It's not a real big deal, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this isn't a ship that you can use to slow roll and position that way. You want to be aggressive with these yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, that's true, too, yeah. Because... With those one turns, they make excellent hunters. Yeah, no, they, they can. You're absolutely they can right. Follow better than almost anything at this yes. point. At this price point. Yes. Yeah, you're 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 absolutely right on that. Um, you know, and it's yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those yeah, things that, like I said, for, for its for its role, it's really not that big of a deal, and uh, I, I like it. You know, I, I, I was just saying that's the one thing I, I do like that. Uh, I really do like that uh, one maneuver, but but for the role that the ship has, you're absolutely correct. It's not a big deal. Um, the upgrades on it are, are some of the things that, that are exciting me. It is going to get the Glitter Stem Illicit upgrade, which we spoke about earlier. And uh, at the start of the combat phase, you may discard this card and receive one stress token. If you do, until the end of the round, when attacking or defending, you may change all of your focus results to hit results or evade results. So that's nice, because with with an evade token, or a, or a um, excuse me, um, with a focus token, you spend that one time, you know, for one attack or one defense uh, that you, you spend that and it's gone. You know, you, you got it. It works the same. But here, if you know that you're going to be getting ganged up on, using that glitter stem is a really nice way to sort of uh, make a lot of those attacks become a lot less uh, deadly and survive. I mean, the for two points, the survivability that, that glitter stem provides is awesome. And the thing is, is that it's not just survivability. You get that bonus oh, yeah. during your attack round as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, so uh, yeah, for me, the only thing um, with it is that no, you'll you'll definitely get more use out yeah. of it on defense. Right, you're right. not going to be able to perform five attacks, but you yes. might get shot at five times in a right, single round. Right, yeah. I was just kind of looking at it for for the the time that I would see it the most useful, and, and you're absolutely right because. That may not be the time that most people are, are playing it. They they probably won't play it when they need or when they're, you know, staring down, you know, five ships. They most likely will be using it when they say, ah, I've got my focus here. 
and I really want to use it on my attack, but I really want to use it on my defense, glitter stem. So I, I think that's probably going to be the most, uh, you know, the, the, the most seen scenario. Uh, do you want to talk about lightning reflexes? I'm, uh, I'm on the fence about how I feel about lightning reflexes. On a, one hand, I can see it being really, really good. But on the other hand, it's a one-time turnaround maneuver as long as the maneuver is white or green. And right. then you get a stress token out of it. Right. The, the major benefit I see out of it is being able to execute your 180-degree flip after you've bumped a ship. Right. Um, but aside from that, it's it's kind of difficult to really figure out exactly how much more useful this is going to be versus something like the K-turn or the S-loop. Well, I see for myself, I really like the idea of pairing this, which is, you know, that's what it comes with, but I like the idea of pairing this with those um, uh, Kirax and you do that one hard turn when you're in real close with uh with a ship and you do that hard turn and turn around and rotate back around you know that's uh <laughs> that really helps to get you behind behind that ship now yeah it's it's very good but like i said it's a situational thing and it's a one-time yeah. use and it takes up your very very valuable ept slot yeah yeah no i agree i, I kind of um i kind of wish this was an illicit slot instead of a um an ept i like that it's not though because you can put it on all three factions yeah this way no i, I hear if, you if you if you can figure out where you want to put it is right the the question yeah, no, no, I hear you. It's, I mean, there's always the, uh, you know, the turnaround. I, I think, I, I think where you're going to see it have the most usefulness. Okay, is on um, a wing test pilot, uh, green squadron, yeah, a wings. Yeah, yeah, you're getting right. A, you can, getting an extra EPT with the title for free, and then putting lightning reflexes on a ship that's already that maneuverable with that much green on the dial it's going to be ridiculous. Well, I, I'm not saying that I would ever do this because I would always go, if I'm going to play an X-Wing, I'm going to play, or not an X, if I'm going to play an A-Wing, I'm going to play Push the Limits. But, I mean, nothing stops you from throwing right, lightning reflexes on it twice, is there? Yes. Oh, okay. I think. Hang on. Let me see. It's not um, a unique. It's not a unique, but I do believe that there is an FAQ rule ruling okay. of you can't put the same uh EPT on a ship more than once. Okay. Yeah. So um that's something to probably have to look into for sure. But then on the flip side of things, I mean the literally the only thing that, that you would have that come up with is the A Wing. And if you're running A Wing without push the limits, then I mean what are you even doing here? Uh well you could be running five of them with Proton rockets and don't have any points left over for an EPT. <laughs> You could do that, but I don't think that that's the the best answer because uh, that list is scary, bro. <laughs> I just think that you would be running into problems not having the uh, the push the limits to really get in to where you need to be. That's the thing is that the way the proton rockets work, uh huh. You don't spend a target lock. Okay. All you have to have 
to fire it is a focus token. Right. You don't even have to spend the focus token. So your A-wings roll into range three, grab your target lock, continue to enjoy your four evade dice way out there, and then next turn, blast it into range one. You still have your target lock. You focus in this round, and now you have focus target lock five die attack. Right. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Um, this is also going to come with a crack shot, which I don't believe we know what that does yet. We, we have not heard a, we've not seen an official spoiler of release of what crack shot will do. Okay. And, and besides that, it's going to come with a uh, predator and that we're going to talk about predator a little bit more later. Um, but it's really cool that we're going to be getting Predator again. It's only come in the TIE Defender so far, correct? And the TIE Defender is not a ship that's getting a lot of play right now. Not until we get the Mark II title to give them all green banks. Right. Ooh. <laughs> so, but but yeah, I mean, it's uh, currently it, it is a ship that's considered... Uh, way more costly than than what it's worth and predator is a really good uh ept that um is now going to be coming on a ship that i see being very playable i'm i'm gonna get several of of these uh Kirax fighters so and then the the last one is going to be that yv uh 666 which is the the houndstooth uh flown by Bosk in, in the uh, expanded universe. And this is another really, really cool ship. Um, so what, what you're getting with it is uh, three attack, only one evade die, uh, six hull, and six shield. Uh, on your action bar, you're, you have target lock and focus, but you for your upgrade slots you're going to have a cannon a, a missile three crew and an illicit for 29 points uh the trandoshan slaver i mean that is just beastly i mean that's 12 health on this sucker i mean granted you only have the one uh evade but what in comparison, looking at like say the uh, the VT Decimator, what's the health like on that thing? There's only two ships in the game with more base health than the Houndstooth. Okay. The Decimator has 16 total. Okay. With four shield and 12 hull. Yeah, but it has zero evades. It so. has zero evade dice. Right. Um, and then the three named pilots for the um. The YT thirteen hundred, the Millennium Falcon, the right. thirteen hundred. Um, it has a total of thirteen health, right? Uh, spread between five shields and eight hull, I believe. Okay, yeah. So, oh man, I mean that's just really good. And 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 uh, you know, comparing to those, yes, the uh, the Decimator does get three crew, but the uh, the Falcon or the the YT thirteen hundred only gets two. Um, I mean, it's kind of a combination of, of both of those ships, you know, that, that really makes it good. Um, on top of that, it's really close to the fire spray in that it has a uh, auxiliary firing arc. Yeah, but unlike the fire spray, <laughs> who 
whose auxiliary firing arc is pointed out the back of the ship. The the houndstooth has its additional firing arc out the sides. Yeah. Basically, what you have is a 180-degree front firing arc. Yeah, and that, I mean, that makes it so much better. Because the, the uh, so, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but essentially, the auxiliary firing arc is kind of a step up as, as far as, um, I don't know how to say exactly. It's a little bit better by the rules, I guess, than like, say, the, uh, the turret on, that you would uh, get on like, say, the YT-1300 in that it counts, the auxiliary firing arc counts as your primary firing arc, here's, essentially. Here's the the Cliff Notes version of the good and bad of an auxiliary firing arc. Okay. The good part is that it counts as a firing arc. Yeah. So if you're targeting something with, say, auto thrusters right. from your auxiliary firing arc, auto thrusters will not kick in unless it's at range three. Right. Um, the bad of the auxiliary firing arc is that your secondary weapons do not fire from it. Right. You can't fire your cannons or your missiles from your auxiliary firing arc. Which, I mean, with the exception of, of dash, uh, I mean, you ha- in order to do that from, say, dash, uh, you have to have the um that outrider title but so, again that's it's not an auxiliary firing right arc. right i'm just saying in, in comparison uh with the auxiliary firing arc to to like say the uh the turret you know it's you know it, it, it i i see only benefit <laughs> from it you know what i'm saying like you have to have special stuff in order to to, to get around that the auxiliary i think is is really cool um yeah i mean it would be better to, to be able to use that uh, cannon out of, out the auxiliary, but throw that um, engine upgrade on the ship, and it is going to be so nasty. It's also going to be interesting to see what we get out of that uh, maneuvering fins card that has not yet been revealed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, can't really see it kind of covered up right now, but... Yeah, it's just I, I think the ship is going to be a lot of fun to play. I think I'm only going to get the one initially. Um, but at 29 points for the slaver, you can uh, you can <laughs> absolutely run three of yeah. them in a 100 point game. Yeah, and then have some points to spare. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, and and I suspect that you'll see that you'll you'll have 13 points left over from your uh, three times 29. Uh, Flavor six 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 is so you could essentially, if my math is correct, you could uh, run three of them, all with engine upgrade, and still uh, have a point left over to uh, kind of help you with an the initiative buy. bid. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Oh man, I, and I think we'll see it too. I, I think we'll see it. it. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tanky beast of a ship. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. So. Besides the Trandoshan Slaver, the um, have we? I can I can see that they released the uh, Latte Razi. That's probably not its name, but that's I, what it looks like in really small type. I believe it's Lots Razi. I like Latte better. It sounds funnier, but you're probably correct. Um, 
and uh, that's going to be a five pilot skill, cost of 33 points. Uh, no EPT on that. Um, and it looks like it says, when a friendly ship declares an attack, you may something a target lock, spend a target lock you have on the defender to reduce its agility by one for that attack. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's really good, actually. It's um, well, I guess you count as friendly to yourself, correct? So you can use this for yourself. Yeah, a ship is friendly to itself, and right. the card does not read another friendly ship. Right, and and in this picture, it has weapons engineer sitting next to it. So I mean, that's how you would want to play that, especially having the three, uh, you know, the three crew slots on, on this ship. I, I really think you want to have that weapons engineer on there. That way you can, you know, I, I like when you're putting this 33 points isn't a ton, but when you're kind of getting into that range for me personally, I want, I don't want to spend that amount of money or that amount of points uh, for a, uh, for a support ship. FFG has, uh, has it ramped all the way up to 43 points. That's what they're for, saying. For Lats Razi with Bosk, Gunner, and Weapons Engineer. The Bosk crew card oh, reads... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have all three of them next to each other. So they're, so they're... Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Bosk crew card reads, after you perform an attack that does not hit, if you are not stressed, you must receive one stress token. Then assign one focus token to your ship and acquire a target lock on the defender. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely going to be good for getting your target locks. You uh, combine that with gunner, which allows you to then produce and um, make a second attack after you have uh, missed with your first attack. Right. And then weapons engineer, obviously you're maintaining two target locks at a time. Right. And... When Bosk triggers for this attack, Weapons Engineer triggers right after it. Right. So when you acquire the target lock on the Defender, you also acquire a target lock on a second ship yeah. that you can. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's and, and that's only 43 points. I mean, you're still uh, left with 57 points to put on... or to put in, in your forces. You know, I mean, that is... Yeah, that that little combo right there is is deadly. It's gonna be a pain. Yeah, it's. I, I think we're gonna see the ship a lot. Um, and let's see. So 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 they haven't released the pilot skill six. So I'm I'm not sure we know what that is. Yeah, we've we've not grabbed the the third uh or the fourth pilot. There, we're still missing. Now, let me see if I can find out the name of it. Uh, Moralo Eval. That's probably butchered it, but it's not canon anymore. Who cares? So, <laughs> uh, so not sure as far as what we're going to see there. I imagine, you know, I, I don't know what the, uh, what that pilot ability is going to be, but, uh, you know what? I was going to say, I imagine that you're going to get an EPT, but there's no EPT on there. No. So Bosk is the only one with an EPT. Hmm. Um, and then Bosk is going to say, 
when you perform an attack that hits before dealing damage, you just read this. Did you? Yeah. When did you read it? When I was describing the interaction with Latrazi. I thought you were uh, like I seriously just read the boss crew card. Oh no 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 no. Oh okay, that's yeah, that's not. I'm I'm reading the boss pilot or the the boss pilot card. So I should probably oh. I should probably specify that because if I confused you, I probably confused the listener. Right? I'm so dumb. Okay. <laughs> and then our our last uh pilot card is then going to be Bosk. So he he actually comes in this expansion as both a crew member and a pilot. So of course you're not going to be able to put him on himself, but that's okay. When you perform an at- attack that hits before dealing damage, you may cancel one of your crit results and add two hit results. That is really good. Because with you're rolling three, so if you manage to roll a a crit, and like let's say let's say you're bouncing off shields, right, and uh, you, you're rolling three. If if you roll a, a a crit, and you your opponent has three shields, it doesn't really matter at that point. You know, it's it's not more helpful. Uh, it's not very helpful because they've got shields. However, if you decide, okay, I'm going to turn that crit into two hits, now you're chewing down on that ship uh, even more. So that's really cool. Another card that uh, we, we talked about last time, but we didn't go into detail, and we actually got a little bit of feedback about this. So we'll, we'll explain this now. The Greedo card is going to be really good on this ship. Yeah, the Greedo card comes in the most wanted expansion, which yeah. was the introduction to the Scum and Villainy. Well, I think it also comes in this expansion pack as well. I don't think so. It's not? They typically don't put unique cards like that, crew members, in separate boxes. Oh, well, once again, I'm dumb. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, well, but yeah, so Greedo comes in the, the most wanted pack, and no one's really been using him lately, even though I think he's great on the uh, the Mandalorian Mercenary, but that's neither here nor there. He is really good on this because remember how we decided or we discussed that uh, Bosk can now uh, do the two damage, exchange his crit for for two damage instead? Well, Greedo reads, the first time you attack each round and the first time you defend each round, the first damage card is dealt face up. So you were basically doing a crit, and it's it's written in such a way that doesn't hamper Bosk's ability, because it doesn't say you know the first damage you do is turned to a crit. It says the first card you're dealt, and you know that's actually cool for um, even going against Chewy. Oh yeah, yeah. which is actually really kind of fluffy from the uh, EU because Bosk was. Uh, R- yeah, one of the main guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, hunting Chewy. Right. Yeah, they they were Wookie hunt. Was it the Trandoshans or just Bosk that were Wookie hunters? I don't know if it was all Trandoshans, or not, but Bosk, I believe, specifically right. had interactions with Chewy. Right. So, so I do remember he was he was a uh, a Wookie hunter. So, yeah. Do you think that that was something they kept in mind? At it that was point? absolutely something <laughs> they kept in mind. This, I, this ability 
directly runs counter to Chewie's pilot ability. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um, so so yeah, I mean that's that is really really going to uh, to hurt old Chewie as well as a lot of other ships. And uh, the reason, I guess we need to probably explain that too, um, since we're kind of leaving. Chewie's ability is that he um, he ignores critical damage. So, so when you take a, a crit, you take it face down rather than face up. So this forces you to take it face down um, because, of, because of the wording. It, you know, it doesn't say it's a crit. It says the damage is dealt face up. So not only is poor Chewie uh, going to be taking, you know, crits now uh, because of the wording, but regular hits are, are now dealt face up as well, or at least that first one. Chewie's, Chewie's ability will counteract Greedo because Chewie reads, when you are dealt a face-up damage card, immediately flip it face down. Oh, okay. So Chewie's ability will counteract Greedo, but it turns that one critical hit that Chewie was going to turn into one face-down damage card into two face-down damage cards. Okay. Gotcha. So we'll edit this to make it sound like we didn't just go all into the depth about how great that was in order to... <laughs> Anyhow. Um, but uh, they they actually... This is really cool. They've, they've kind of already shown you some cards that, uh, that make this one... Um, more viable so they have the houndstooth uh which is going to be great uh even if you're not playing bosk this card is is a lot of fun um but with bosk it's going to be even better basically the uh, houndstooth title card that you put on your uh, yv666 um allows you to once your uh houndstooth has been destroyed uh allows you to move your pilot to a Z-95 headhunter that will be deployed from the wreckage of your ship. Yeah, and it's called the uh, the PUP. It's, it's kind of hard to read here exactly what, what they're calling it. Um, but yeah, and it, it's six points, and, you know, the so a, uh, a, a typical Z-95 is 12, or, or excuse me, the lowest cost Z-95 is 12 points. Um, so you're, you're going to get that for half cost. Granted, there's a whole lot of hull, so you know a Z95 for 12 points. You're starting the entire game with, as opposed to uh, the six points you know that, that's going to be coming in later games. So, so I like that it doesn't cost much more than that. But you know, it's if you're getting Bosk's pilot ability on top of that, you absolutely do. That means that you could potentially be do, dealing out three damage out of the. Uh, you, you get a full health Z95 headhunter with the pilot ability of the pilot that you were flying the houndstooth with for six points. Yeah. It's essentially a respawn for four more health that can still shoot you. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is that in competitive play, killing the pup does nothing for you yeah. points-wise. Yeah. You've already got the six points from killing the ship with the title on it. Yeah. The pup has a zero-point value. So killing it in order to uh, 
try to get points out of it for your margin of victory score will be absolutely worthless. Yeah. But you can't just leave it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause or Bosk is going to eat you alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, that's a, you know, the, the ability to, you know, if you can roll those crits, which is now going to be harder out of it, but still, if you're rolling that crit, you know, that's still the two damage, you know? So if you roll a, a hit and a crit, um, you essentially have three hits going against uh, or coming out of that Z95. And that's, you know, that's a threat. And, and you know, especially if you're getting in at range one and you're rolling that extra dice from there even. So, yeah, you, you really then at that point have to decide, do I go after the other forces and, and get pinged by, by Bosk in, in this? Or do I go after it and then turn around and possibly get pinged in the back from the other forces it knowing that <laughs> knowing that killing the pup z95 doesn't benefit yeah. you at all for your score yeah that that's the choice is are you going to chase something that's not going to give you any points for the end game or are you going to focus on the rest of the list and just let this free Z95 wreak havoc all over the map now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> it's kind of fun. And now something else that they've they've paired uh here is the marksmanship uh pilot ability. Marksmanship or, uh, and elite pilot talent. Marksmanship or and or mangler cannon will yeah. be fantastic so that's on boss so i'm gonna read uh marksmanship real quick for for everyone and now it's a uh, elite pilot talent for three points which you know for um purposes is one point less than the mangler cannon um so it's an action and when you perform that so when uh when attacking this round you may change one of your uh eyeball results to a or, or one of your focus results to a critical result and uh, the rest of your focus results, the hit results. It is a three point uh, upgrade card that is a super focus that works only on offense. Yes. But using it with Bosk, and I don't know if we've found out if uh, the EPTs are going to come with the pilot when the when the pup is big yeah that's that's going to be interesting because um where you know the the difference in that is going to be whether you want marksmanship or whether you want mangler cannon or both well yeah that too because (laughs) i mean marksmanship is always going to work but you're probably not going to use it when you're running just the regular houndstooth because you'll need your action economy for other things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible, and and that's what I was wondering is is if you have to choose between the two, because we don't know right now if if the if that elite pilot talent's going to come with you or not. If it does, marksmanship is is definitely worth the points. If it does not, um, then you have to kind of decide: do you you know is marksmanship going to be worth? putting you know the three points that you're putting on it where instead you could you know go with something else um how do you feel about that or is marksmanship the the elite pilot talent that you're wanting to throw on or if 
if it comes with the pilot onto the headhunter, absolutely. But if it does not? Without question. If it doesn't, I'm probably going to spend those three points on Predator instead. Right, right. Yeah, and, um, you know, it, it's it, it, it's interesting. And, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure how I would play it right now because um, the, the difference for me that makes marksmanship uh, better is the fact that, uh, or, you know, at least looking at it against Mangler Cannon, uh, Mangler Cannon is only going to work out that front arc. It's not going to work out that auxiliary arc where uh, with, with marksmanship, you're going to be able to. Uh, <laughs> the kind of the frustrating thing is that you're using that action, so you're not going to be able to uh, boost with engine upgrade if you throw on there. You're not going to be able to boost and then turn around and, and convert. So, it's you know it, that hurts i would like to be able to to do both <laughs> but you know it's that that's what makes the the game more balanced i suppose but anyway i think that's uh, gonna be all the time that we have for this episode so appreciate everybody who listened and um also wanted to go ahead and say the variant lando comic that we were giving away we do have a winner and the winner uh was scott hume on twitter uh, hopefully i pronounced your name right scott but uh go ahead and, and contact us send us a, uh, a a private message on twitter i guess let us know your address and, and i'll get that sent out to you as soon as i can for everyone else you know we'll, we'll certainly be having uh more contests in the future if you want to have a shot at those you uh might want to go ahead and, and hit subscribe for our podcast and uh, you can also always get in contact with us at uh, cloudcitycasino at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at cloudcitycasino. And then, of course, we have a Facebook page. Uh, so you just type in cloudcitycasino there. We're also on the starwarsreport.com uh, webpage. And uh, if you want to reach me specifically, I'm at Morris Isley. So that's going to wrap our show up. And uh, Ed, never forget. How now, brown cow? Seriously?